Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Hi, Megan. Happy Friday. Hi, Jenna. I just published the forgiveness episode, which was amazing. I went back and listened to that conversation between Reverend Michael Beckwith and Safi. It was so good. Such a mic drop that I wanted to share. And I wish that I had heard it before we had this conversation. What they said was, anger is the jail we voluntarily lock ourselves up with. It's important to forgive because we don't have the power to affect someone's karmic debt. We don't need to be God's secretary. We don't need to be keeping score on who did what to whom, but that people with their own karma will reap the seeds of what they're sowing or reap the rewards of what they're sowing. Our forgiveness does not affect that. So whether we forgive them or not, they're still going to get what's due to them. Mm. What happens? We hold ourselves in a state of unforgiveness you know, we're damaging ourselves. And they were saying, do not offer up your life on the altar of someone else's fear or ignorance. Yeah, that is powerful. Yeah. Don't offer up the gift of your life on the altar of their anger. And what we do is that somebody hurt us. So somebody did something to us. They did the original transgression, but then we keep hurting ourselves by holding on to it. So we yeah. keep doing to ourselves what they've already now in, in essence done to us. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? When you think about it that way, it's completely insane. You're right. We don't think about it that way. Free yourself from the identity of this person as, so let's say somebody lied to me and now I'm angry at them. So now I have this identity of being the one that was lied to. Yes. So now I'm putting that ether out there of being this victim of being the one that was lied to. I need to free myself from that identity because that's otherwise I'm going to manifest and create from that experience of being a victim. I want to free myself from that identity. I don't want to hold on to that identity of what somebody did to me. Set yourself to be the truth of who you are, not a false identity of someone did to you. But then Satvi said, people get afraid of that because if you have this identity of, I was the one who was lied to, and then you set yourself free, then if I'm not that person, if I'm not that identity of this victim, who am I? She says, this is when you have to do this trust fall into the universe, knowing that you will be caught. Yes. It was amazing. That was really, I thought, excellent discussion on forgiveness and really thoughts that I never had. I am wholeheartedly this year trying to stop having that victim mentality, Mm. like she's talking about. and. I just started listening to Atomic Habits and he says, if you are in a habit feeling like the victim, it's like leaping from the rock you're on right now and you need to leap to the next rock. So what is your next rock? And she's saying, trust that the universe will show that to you. But I think James Clear was saying that, what kind of person do I want to be? And that takes a lot of soul searching, but I think we can know, at least we can have some clues as to how we want to be. Carolyn Meese talks about revolution, involution, and evolution. And when you're in revolution, you just know who you don't want to be. You're just Mm -hmm. done with it. But you don't know who you want to be. You just know you don't want to be what you are. And 
involution is where you really take that time to figure out who you want to be that goes into your evolution. So cool. Right? Isn't that awesome? So we watched a YouTube video of Oprah, which I loved. I loved it too. I love Oprah. I love anything motivational. They had all the motivational music in the background and it was great. I loved it. I love that Oprah was so down to earth enough to say at times that she may have had better shoes than the people in her audience, but she didn't put any stock into that. Yeah, I had better shoes, but I knew on the same level that we were all equal and what each of us wanted on this earth was to fulfill our highest self. Absolutely. I wrote that down too. Not something I was taught when I was going to grade school. I went to a Catholic school and they would tell us everybody and anybody is Jesus. You have to treat the janitor the same, the teacher, your classmates, the homeless person, the president, everybody treat them the same because they are unique. They're special. That's just what you do. It's hard sometimes, but that's amazing that Oprah, the wealthiest woman in the world and the one holding the microphone with the Louis Vuittons on, she is saying that she's no different. That's very humble. Those material things, it doesn't do much for your soul. It doesn't do anything for your character. That's what's really important. That's a great lesson. Then she said, she always asked herself what you just said a few minutes ago about when you're talking about atomic habits, what's the next right step? So you don't have to be 20 steps ahead. What is the right next step? Yes, I loved that too, because sometimes we get so overwhelmed. This day and age, there's so many choices. It is hard to know what to do next. Get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? (laughs) Not to be afraid of failure because failure is feedback. And what she said is it's there to point you in a different direction. Your life is not defined by one move and failure is there to point you in a different direction. You are not defined by what someone else says is a failure for you. We do have our own inner critic who, depending on your relationship with your inner critic, you might be really hard on yourself. But even if you're not, there's always somebody judging us, saying that we should be further along or we did something wrong. To rid ourselves of the idea of failure is so epic. It's so empowering. What does somebody else know about our journey or where we should be? I think that has more to do with what's going on inside them than than us. Because if they're coming from a place of criticism, then they're probably more critical to themselves than anybody else. That's what they got to work on. I was reading a quick article about Billie Eilish and how she used to wear sweatshirts and things. And she posted a picture of herself wearing a dress She said she had so many trolls come out and bash her. I think it's it's this culture of pointing out people's failures and just being mean. It's got to stop. Fast forwarding to what Oprah was saying about the law of what goes out comes back. What goes up comes down. And that's really horrible to point out people's failures in a mean way or that what you think is a failure for them. Yeah. I mean, she was just wearing a dress. What's the problem? Yes. Internet trolls. Boo. (laughs) We're not there yet, Jenna, but just you wait, wait till we get our first trolls. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Let's see. Then she said, you need a spiritual practice. I love this. You need a spiritual practice that gives back and nourishes you. Yes. This is why we do it. It's not, oh, I have to meditate because it's one more thing I have to do. It's supposed to give back and nourish you. And you are calling in your experience to make you better. It's your responsibility to fill up your own cup. If you don't, you will dry up, fill your cup and make yourself whole. Know where you are and where you go. That's a different thing. Okay. Fill your cup and make yourself whole. Yeah. She said that is the number one thing you need to be successful. She also said that's your number one job. Yeah. And she said it a couple of times. Yeah. is to fill up your cup. That's really when you can be in a place of giving instead of getting from other people because you fill yourself up. In a place of getting? If I'm filling myself, I can be in a place of giving to you and not mm-hmm. just trying to get something from you, in other words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. In a, coming from a state of lack, you're ready to give. What do you think is good advice for people to fill their cup? How would you recommend people do that? I think self-care, obviously, but that's a broad term that means different things to different people. We must take care of ourselves as if we were taking care of our inner child. Mm. And that goes from nutrition. How are we nourishing our bodies? Because that really, it, it affects so much more than we really think. I see it in my husband and I see it in my children and self-care you, nutrition. New, as far as nutrition goes. Yeah. Being one with nature, getting out a little bit in nature, getting some fresh air. You can bring it back to science and there's dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins. If we can really focus on the ways that we increase these delicious brain chemicals, it's a science. So you can just infuse your body with those good brain chemicals. I think that is part of filling up your cup is taking it from a scientific approach. I also think doing a power-up to get yourself to the next best feeling is important to do every morning. Oprah talks about meditating. I like journaling every morning. Also sleeping, drinking water, all these things are just so basic. But I think that honoring yourself, checking in with yourself, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? what's happening in my body, doing those scans. So it doesn't have to be some big production of a two hour massage that you get every day. It's just checking in with yourself is going to be good self-care. It's true. The massage is good though. <laughs> you have to have self-esteem to have self-care. You have to honor yourself. That's another thing she said, honor yourself. You have to honor yourself enough to fill yourself up. Mm-hmm. it's a vicious circle because you have to fill yourself up to honor yourself and, but you have to honor yourself to fill yourself up. Mm, interesting. So self-esteem. Yeah. It's a tough one. She made a funny statement. Like people will say to her judging her. Oh, you're so full of yourself. Yeah. She said, I take that as a compliment because then I know I'm doing a good job. Right. The, her cup runneth over. She said, but it's not an obnoxious way. Like, Ooh, that girl's so full of herself. It's this idea of being full of love and and power in a sense of not being bossy, but 
making decisions, having clarity. What she was saying also about knowing where she comes from and with the paintings, she has the painting in her house (laughs) and she has the sign of the people that were in bondage. Yes, that was an interesting one. A lot of self-care, they talk about don't be defined by your past, but she was embracing what she saw as her heritage, which it is. I was really trying to think about what does that bring up for her? So it's gratitude for where she's at, then also honoring the growth that she's had in her life, maybe the responsibility that she has to help other people too could be a little bit, but she said she prays, she says their names and she feels like they are her spirit guides. That's kind of what I interpreted. How far she's come since then as a woman of color, also that she's doing it for them because they didn't have that opportunity. Yes. They did not have that opportunity. Yeah. 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 I wrote down responsibility. It probably keeps her humble too. It's a beautiful piece by Oprah. It really is. She also said the alignment of your personality and knowing your gifts. Yeah. Is your purpose. She said jealousy or envy takes away from you. If you're looking at what other people's talents are, I don't get there very often, but I've found myself a little, little pangs of, of jealousy with people who are starting out where I am in my joyologist journey. And I see what they're doing and I'm like, oh, I really like to use jealousy as an indicator of where, what I want to be doing. Yeah. It's a positive thing in that respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You asking yourself, what do I have to offer? What do I have to give? How can I be used for service? Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great. Yes. That I loved, especially because I have high recognition. I always want to be famous, but I can be great. I love when she says your job, no matter what you're doing is an act of service. When you're in service becomes a, it's a sacred act of service. Yes. When you I, have that mindset to embrace it as such. Yeah. I was really feeling so embarrassed and ashamed when I became a salesperson in the advertising industry. I was dating a teacher and all my friends were teachers or in social work and my whole family are teachers. I'm in sales. I felt like icky about it. Then my mom reminded me, you're doing them a service. You're there to help. That's your job. When I could reframe it like that, it took on a whole new meaning. That was so empowering. Sales is not about getting something. Sales is about giving something, giving the customer what they need. You're helping them. This was an amazing, enlightening discussion. I hope everybody watches this video of Oprah. It rocked my world. I think Megan enjoyed it. We're here to serve, (laughs) people. We are, everybody are. And you know what? I'm here to meet Oprah too. I figure I better get on that because I did the math and I've got maybe 15 years, I'd say. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hopefully she's not going anywhere. I know. 
you and I, hopefully one day we'll meet Oprah together. I would love to meet her myself. Yes. Yes. Let's put that into the ether, people. Anybody who knows yeah. Oprah wants to introduce Oprah to us, we're, we're there. We're excited. Jenna, do you know what? I even had this vision one time. I put me, myself in a place where I'm going to go speak on stage in front of a big group or maybe I'm on a panel with Oprah or something and I'm in San Francisco. They said, you can bring one person with you backstage. And I say, I'm bringing Jenna because she is the biggest hype crew and the biggest supporter and gets so excited. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That was an amazing conversation. I hope that these sessions with Megan and I are lighting you up, filling up your cup as much as they are filling mine and Megan's as well. I'm posting this video link in the show notes, really worth watching. It had such a great impact on me that I wanted to do a whole podcast about it. It is my ultimate prayer and wish that you leave this episode of the Soul Speaker podcast and watching that video as inspired as I am to be serving you and the gift that I got from watching that. Sending you love, peace, and blessings. Happy soul streaking. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake. And check out my website, www.jennajake.com.